what's up dudes what's up dude what's up dudes we've got uh three remote podcasters in this uh it doesn't happen very often usually garrett and i are in the same room but it's, it's kind of fun to all be apart and still get to see everyone uh how's it going fellas it's feeling great good. man feeling real good been excited feeling for pod indeed we we had a good uh, good last week, you know. The Vikings had the game of the the year, and all of our fantasy teams won. You know, it's uh, all our it's fantasy good, teams won. It's been a good Man, last like five days. Everyone's got to be happy. Yep. I did the vaunted uh, four league four wins. So that was that was a Damn. extra cream on top. <laughs> yeah, I've done that a couple times, and then immediately the next week I lose in all five weeks. And just, yep, let's hope that's not true uh, <laughs> for me this time around. Um, yeah, we got the game on tonight. We got uh, t- Tennessee Titans versus Green Bay Packers on uh, Amazon Lebron stream. <laughs> I got you gotta love it. Shop. I'm pumped. <laughs> I respect it big time. Yeah, I got my boy Derek Henry running tonight. You know, let's let's hope for some big points there. The Yeti, it's snowing. This is prime time Derek Henry season. Exactly. Um, and to to get things kind of uh, tied into fantasy football here, I forgot to mention um, Keaton, who had been on our last I don't know three podcasts or so. Um, he uh, he didn't pay his league dues until last week. I, I texted him. <laughs> I said, Keaton. <laughs> If you don't give me my money, you're not allowed to play in the playoffs. That's it. So he immediately denied my request and had his wife pay his league dues. Um, everyone else paid before the season because they're reasonable people. But we got keep shots coming. fired. <laughs> Happy to hear you got it. That's that's it. That's a long wait right there. It's uh, and of course he's eight and two. <laughs> yeah, if it was anyone else, I wouldn't let it go this long. But Keaton's like ten weeks. Okay, fine. I, I'll reach out to you. It's a, you know, it's, it's smooth, you know, and, um, you know, you want to keep that liquid cash, right? So you wait till the last second. Cause you never know when investment's going to come up. I feel like Eden. he's a smart man, you know, save, save onto your money. Um, but, uh, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I think fellas, let's, let's get into our puff puff pieces, things that happened this last week in the fantasy world that, uh, we, we wanted to share big headlines. I mean, I kind of already brought it up. The Vikings had a big win in the game of the year, but it also Let's featured the go. catch of the year. Um, oh, man, the catch Jefferson. of several years, maybe. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely incredible. I mean, watching it live and what it meant for that game, like you don't catch that ball on fourth and 18, the game's over. It's such like a big that, that is, that is not only incredibly good catch that is worthy of catch of the year on its own, but it's an incredibly clutch catch, and he won us that game. Yeah. yeah. I think if it's a playoff game, that's people would almost undisputedly say is the best catch of all time, but because it was a regular season game. But I, I honestly, I mean, it's the best I've seen. I haven't seen every catch, so, you know, I've only been here I mean, on this for 28 years, but <laughs> that was absolutely incredible. I mean, you've got Odell, you've got Megatron, you've got just insane Stephon diving, Diggs. one-handed grabs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, George Pickens from this year even – but I mean, n- nothing in terms of how he was being guarded can contend with that. Let me ask you, Odell Beckham Jr. catch or Justin Jefferson catch? Obviously, we're biased. But I'm yeah, I think it's thoughts. Justin Jefferson. He was in heavy coverage and it won him the game. Yeah, the <laughs> I mean, that, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, you go first, Zach. I was asking you. Oh no, I, I was. Yeah, I think you got to put it above Odell. I think it's objective. They're very close, incredible plays. But yeah, just the pressure of the situation, the double coverage, 
um, like to come down with that was insanity. And so you got to rank, you got to rank it ahead of uh, Odell's, which I don't think won them the game. It was just like middle of the game. I I believe it was absent of the game situation. I thought it was a better catch than Odell's just because to hold onto that ball when a corner's all over you trying to yank it out with one hand as you're falling to the ground. That was what was crazy. Like obviously like the catch, the acrobatic nature of Odell's, but the fact that yeah, he was able to keep his hand around, like that was what made it incredible to me even like that. That was true. How did he hold on to that? You got to love to see one of the best receivers in football though, like going out and making one of the best catches of all time. And, and ma- to make it even better, you play for the Vikings. Yeah, and amazing. during the game right now on commercials, it's just Justin Jefferson in Madden just making sick plays. Let's go. Let's go. Hype. Um, yeah, Vikes won. Patrick Peterson, game-winning interception. Great week. Um, other things that happened. Jeff Saturday, now the, the one and all coach for Wild. The, the Colts. Um, he tweeted out like two, three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, Raiders look horrible. And then after his his Colts beat the Raiders today, that tweet got retweeted like 10,000 times. Yeah, I saw that. That's good. Um, I texted you guys this one. I didn't write it down, but I think it's worth noting again. Uh, Tyler Algiers had ne- negative 17 receiving yards against the Panthers. Um, <laughs> ties him for the fifth fewest receiving yards in a regular season game. Somehow it's not the most. <laughs> That's shocking. I, I, that I, I thought that. I thought when I saw it, I just thought it was a dash 17. I thought yeah. there was no way somebody got negative 17 yards receiving. Yeah. Well, especially because doesn't you have to throw it lateral to the, you know, laterally? You can't, if you throw it behind you, then it's, isn't it like rushing yards? It doesn't even count as a reception if you pitch it back or something. I think, I think, so you have to literally throw it like equal to where the quarterback is at. And every single time they have to lose like crazy yardage. <laughs> Maybe they had one of those scenarios where there was like a lateral. And if you lateral it back, wherever you catch it is where you lose those yards. Okay, that could could have also happened. Wow, hilarious! What was uh, what was your tweet about Paul Allen? (laughs) Not to Uh, bring back the Vikings. It's so crazy how just this week Paul Allen has blown up on Twitter. It's like the last two days. Today or yesterday was the big one, but it was Pat McAfee of all people. um, Just tweets out there saying like just seeing this guy for the first time best in the business and just like goes on this like five minute rant on his podcast about how awesome Paul Allen is. And that tweet just blew up. LeBron James, like tweeted at Paul Allen, uh, Barstool, Ian Rappaport, tons of celebrities, different people. It's just crazy. Like Paul Allen, like everybody loves P if you're, if you're a Minnesota fan, PA has got his weird things. He's, he's a weird dude. Maybe not the most favorable dude, but nobody denies he is the goat announcer. He's he's just so hype with every call, <laughs> like just super passionate with every call. And yeah, no, he's he's a joy to listen to. It's it's glad to see him blowing up around the world. And I love that he's a homer, but he also he's still you know he's good at talking about the other team games. and, and yeah. building them up and everything. But I've always thought he's. Yeah, one of the best. Like I've never understood the Paul Allen hate that some people have in the Vikings fan base. Like a lot of people are like, ah, oh, PA, you know. But I love him. Yeah. And speaking of uh LeBron retweeting that and him having the the Amazon Prime stream up, uh, Manning Cast style, but in LeBron's house. Um I was I went to Black Panther two uh, on Tuesday, saw the movie, incredible. 
some of the friends didn't like it so it was uh, kind of divisive but they were wrong um it's fine <laughs> but before the movie there was a movie preview for um something called house party and it's where like two people throw a house party in lebron james's house while he's on vacation <laughs> And it looks so dumb, but I think it'd be so funny to go see with friends. Um, 100%. Yeah, LeBron's going to have like cameos. That's, that's, that's definitely maybe an edible before we go and do that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to stay true to the pie. Um, I was going to, I'm actually going to see Black Panther also. Um, oh, so I'm, good, I'm going with Joe. Joe maybe seems like the kind of guy that wouldn't like it. I don't know anything it's, about the movie, but, but just not... hearing mixed reviews. As long as it's a fun movie, I think he's going to like it. Oh, it's not. It's like it's a serious movie. movie. It's so <laughs> good, dude. It's he's like, going to hate it. <laughs> it's like, a, like a, the new like dark Batman. And it's like Black Panther. I don't know. Like, well, it's not like that dark, but it's just it's ooh, it's got so many good undertones. I'm very excited it. to go see it. That, that's I'm glad that's the only thing I'm going to hear. It's, I it's hear way that better that than alone. like Thor Love and Thunder, which was just kind of like fun, uh, whatever. Like there yeah. wasn't much depth to that movie. There's depth to this movie. It's good. I like Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> no, it was yeah, Thor is good, but this is like a completely different vibe and definitely better in my opinion. Love to hear it. Uh, let's get into it, huh? For sure. Uh, waiver talk. Uh, big thing. Christian Watson, thirty-two bucks. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of guys that were hot on waivers this week, but we they were already owned in our league because we're all such savvy owners. Um, but yeah, I paid up big for him. Uh, I was shocked to see I got him for 32. Only one other person bid at $9, but he blew up last week. And, uh, I don't know if, if he continues to be the guy that Aaron Rodgers wants to, to target, like that could be probably a, have a good year. Potential. Yep. No 100%. doubt. It's a great flyer to take. If your team can handle it with the buys and everything, like I want to take a flyer on and fab at this point of the year. Tyler Higby went for 18. I was kind of surprised to see. I yeah. mean, Cooper Cup went down, um, so it makes sense. But it's still a lot to pay for Tyler Higby. And then I, the surprise for me was for three dollars. Patriots D for 12. I mean, we are getting late in the season. You can blow your fab if you think you're picking up a D that you're going to start for the rest of the year. But it's a lot. I've realized our lot. league is pretty stingy. Like overall, like I'm I'm out freewheeling every, and I almost should like knock it back half of what I put in because every you know it just depends on the league. But everyone kind of holds like everyone has a ton of fab right now, so they can just drop it big on something if they want. Yeah, I finally went under Brayden's total after dogging him all year, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think we're we're gonna get into some some waiver talk with our budding stars, but uh, there was a big trade that happened in this league. Um, and there Gary, was. you want to tell us about uh, this last second trade because the trade deadline was this week. Deadline, deal. yeah. I traded. I traded a second rounder with Storm, our guest tonight, for George Kittle. Uh, move. Yeah, that, that was it. That was a killer. Move. <laughs> no, 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 Gary. That trade <laughs> peanuts. <laughs> but that was a killer um, move, by the way. We'll, we'll give it its due in a sec, but we got to hear the, the grand show. <laughs> Yeah, so in the Give Me Some League, I've been uh, for two consecutive years now making moves uh, in the final hour. Um, last year, I don't think it uh, ended up being that great for me. Um, but this year, um, I'm excited. I traded uh, Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey. Right, right, right then and there, <laughs> it should stop. It's a be terrible like, trade. Did you really make this trade? Uh, but I also give up Mari Cooper, um, Elijah Mitchell, and Josh Palmer. So just massive trade here. Five players. And I br- I bring in um, 
Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, T. Higgins, and DJ Hawkinson. So you guys swapped like entire most important players on your starting lineups, pretty much. Yeah, in my opinion, um, when I was asked what receivers I would not trade, Amari Cooper was not on my list. Um, I, I, I'd rather have Terry McLaurin rest of season. Um, I think I'd rather probably have Juju rest of season. Um, and so then I, I, I know that bringing in Higgins as my wide receiver one, it's like, I'm not going to start Cooper over, um, Terry McLaurin at this point. I mean, he, he's getting back a new quarterback, like in a week or two that people think Amari Cooper's ceiling will be higher. But uh, I, I was shocked that you Garrett, Garrett, he still got to keep uh, Austin Eckler. So for him to keep Eckler and add McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey and Amari Cooper, and then, you know, Mitchell to back him up. Palmer is a flyer starter. I, I take the higher ceiling guy every time. It's like, who wins the trade? The, the person who got the best player. Well, he got the two best players in the trade. He did. Um, yeah. So, bam. That's how I, I, grade, I grade the trade. My, my depth was just absolutely killing me. You guys know this. I mean, yeah, I'm six and three or six and four at this point. But man, is my team just bad at putting up points. Like, I'm putting up 75, 80 point weeks, like, consistently. And are McCaffrey and Kelsey the reason why? Absolutely not. But to bring in like more guys that are going to consistently get me higher scores was like absolutely what I needed. So I'm super pumped about the trade. I think between the two Detroit running backs, I'm going to have a good RB1 rest of the season. Right now it's Jamal Williams. If it goes to DeAndre Swift, great. But I'll just play Jamal Williams. Um, Ramondre, no-brainer start every week. Higgins, same thing. I'm talking about Higgins and Cooper later on in the pod tonight. So we'll hear about that. And then Hawk coming to Minnesota, his targets are out of control. He's, he is outside of Kelsey and Andrews, the tight end that I want rest of the season. So number three guy, number three guy. I mean, Goddard's hurt. Yep. He went and Joku's coming back, but like he might be a few weeks away too. Goddard's getting the targets right now. Seems like a big drop off from that Mark Andrews to TJ Hawkinson or Oh, it is a big drop off for sure. Um well yeah, we've made some big trades this year. Trade deadline has passed. It's gonna be very interesting to see who made the best trades and who who gets into the playoffs for the chance to dethrone Keaton's monstrous team. One hundred percent. No, I just think the X factor in that trade too is how much you believe in what was going on in the San Francisco back backfield last week, which is basically having Elijah Mitchell take a ton of carries. Because if he goes from that 20-ish opportunity, he's a more high value, but that's a lot different from his 30-plus touches he used to get. So that can kind of, you know, if, he, if that sticks, I mean, it, it knocks him down a little bit for sure. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm super excited about the trade. Um, I, I threw the trade out there, obviously. I don't think I'm going to get approached for uh, Christian McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey too often, especially not taking back his best player. Um, but I've got the record over him. Um, I'm not that worried about him jumping me on the way in. I think that, um, Zach, you've got a significantly better team. You're going to finish with a better record. Braden, you're two games ahead of him. You're probably going to finish with a better record. I think that four spot is going to be really tough to take already as it is. And I think only me and Zach have the opportunity to take it. 
Braden, I'd be shocked if me and Zach got in and you didn't, is what I'm saying. You made it tougher in week 13 for me. I'll say that. Yeah, I think that uh, I'm only two out of the three of us can make the playoffs, right? Gonna, yeah. Only two out of the yeah. three of us, yeah. It's and, tight. And it's, it's, it could be any of us. It, like, but I don't think it's going like, to be Tom. No, I think Tom has like a five, no, or like 2%, 1% chance. We give Tom 1%. And then it's like an even like 30, 33%, 36%. It's like, I don't know. Any of the three of us could make, could be the odd man out. I think I have crazy. the easiest record. I have, I have the easiest schedule. So, you do have uh, the easiest sure. schedule, but you have the worst team, Garrett. I do have the worst team. We but, both have uh, 73 points this last week, and you won. Yep, and that's why that's why I made the trade, guys. That's why I, I did a roster rehaul. I'm going for this thing. Ugh, I love it. Right. Another deadline, crazy one by Garrett. Uh, yeah, I sent, sent Braden a garbage offer with one minute to go to see if I could get one trade in right at the deadline. I, I didn't even my see worst it. Bench what? player for his worst bench player. What was it? I didn't even um, see it. Kyron Williams for Gus Edwards. Oh, I would not have done that. No, I know. Gus is coming back. <laughs> Your bench is good, man. We'll see, uh, man. I need a, lot, a big ceiling this week. That's for sure. We all do. Okay, we, we all do. We, we all need a win, so we'll report it, back next week. We might all be thrilled again. I'm, although, if we all won, I don't know that I'd be that happy. Yeah. <laughs> I want one of you. I want one of you. Guys I need to lose. you guys to lose. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, let's get into our budding stars here. We talk about guys that are owned in less than fifty percent of leagues and less than twenty-five percent of leagues that we think you should stash on your bench. Garrett, do you want to hit us off with your first guy? Yeah, um, Paris Campbell. We're going to talk about him a little bit later on in the pod, too. Uh, but Matt Ryan's back leading that offense. Um, Matt Ryan comes back. Paris Campbell goes off. His last three games with, with Matt Ryan, um, he's averaging a crazy averages over those three games. I'll tell you what they are later uh, when I justify my other pick this week. Um but yeah, I think that he's he's the number one receiving option in this offense. As much as I might want it to be Michael Pittman Jr., um, it's just not right now. Um, I, I think he's a good pickup. I think he's got a decent schedule the rest of the season. You might be able to slide him in as a flex play. All right, Braden, who you got? So he's been the waiver wire darling for a couple weeks now. Uh, but Donovan Peoples Jones, I just think, you know, he's shown his floor is very able. He gets a lot of targets and there's been no touchdowns. And I, they, they talked about the Browns rush touchdown to pass ratio and long story short, they are so, they have not thrown any passing touchdowns and that stuff tends to even out over time. And you got Deshaun Watson coming back. So I just think he's a great stash if you need, an, you know, a pretty decent potential deep threat for the playoffs. Yeah, and I'm I picked a guy that we talked about last week that was owned in less than twenty five percent. Now he's owned in less than fifty, so he's he's on the the way up. You know, he's riding that train, and I'm getting in on that lottery ticket right before he's too expensive. He's uh, still under fifty percent. Rashad White, Tampa Bay Bucks. Good call by Braden last week. Even better call by me this week because Rashad White could be winning leagues here. People taking over that Tampa Bay backfield. Watch out! You got to stash him. I mean, if we're going to give credit where credit's due, uh, the exact same thing happened with Donovan Peoples-Jones. He was my 25% pick last week. He gets into the 50% for Braden this week. Moving on up. moving it. Solid picks last week. Yep, yep. Uh, Garrett, who's your guy that's owning less than 25%? Uh, Nico Collins. A little bit more bold here, I think. Uh, He's he's got a decent schedule coming up as well. Um, He has demanded more targets in the last few games. Um, 
he's demanded more targets in the last few games than Brandon Cooks. Um, I mean, Brandon Cooks gave you a good a good run last year, um, especially late in the season. I mean, it's very possible that Houston's down, throwing a lot. Davis Mills catches fire a few fewer few games, and Nico Collins is the beneficiary. So, I like it. Brayden, who's your guy? Yeah, I went with Tristan Ebner. You know, obviously everyone knows about Herbert being out, and there's a chance it's it's definitely a deep league stash kind of situation if you're hearing our running backs, but a great flyer because. For all we know, he takes over the Herbert role, and if not, either way, he's the backup, direct backup to one of the best, one of the better running offense, most rush-heavy offenses in the league. So, I think he's just a great stash at this point in the year. Yeah, and I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, besides Khalil Herbert going down, guys like Goddard, Waller, Ertz all went down, and then the best wide receiver of them all, Cooper Cup, went down. So, my Crazy. guy, your stash this week, Ben Skoranek. <laughs> He is how many gonna... how many times do you have to practice saying that last name? <laughs> like fifty. <laughs> I still am not confident. But uh, with with Ben, you uh, you get a guy who who filled in and got twenty percent of the targets last week. That's Cup playing some. I think he could be the number one target, twenty five thirty percent. You know, I I tried to add him, but I didn't have the bench space in our main league. But if it's a like a twelve team league, like he could be worth starting this week. I don't know. Um, but, uh, we wanted to, to not do our who's higher segment, uh, where we do a little trade value and, and, uh, you know, value check on, on different players. We decided that since our trade deadlines passed, we're going to do a little something new, stick our flag in the ground on a guy that we think is going to dominate the rest of the regular season here, the next four weeks, you know, 11 through 14, uh, who's going to be the top, you know, performer compared to their value right now. Uh, and so, Garrett, do you want to tell me who your guy is for the next four weeks that's going to yep. get you into the playoffs? Big reason I did this trade, I think it's T. Higgins. Uh, Chase is still hobbled. Um, he might be out there next week, but last we heard, he was still on crutches as, as of last week. Um, so he might, he might miss a little bit more time than that. And these uh, upcoming matchups are juicy. Uh, play since uh, since he plays the 31st ranked defense against wide receivers this week in Pittsburgh. Next week he plays the 30th ranked defense uh, in Tennessee. The following week he plays the 28th ranked defense in KC, and then the 19th in Cleveland. So I mean, if Jamar Chase is missing time, it wouldn't shock me to see T. Higgins go for two 20 plus point games. I mean, we, we see Chase do it. We, we've seen Higgins do it before as well. Playoffs last year, he had three touchdowns in, in one of the games. Um, so I, I'm putting all my eggs in that basket. I need a wide receiver one to just take over. I think T. Higgins could be that guy. Yeah, I mean, we own him in a lot of best ball leagues, so it would be really nice if he could get <laughs> us into the, the payout weeks of those. Absolutely. Um, you have a besting interest. <laughs> Who's your guy you're planting your flag in right now? So mine is, I mean, this is going to sound obvious just knowing his history, but when you just get into all the doubts and how bleak it looked even two weeks ago, you'd understand why I'm, why I'm backing it up, but it's it's Jonathan Taylor. Um, Jeff Saturday, baby. I mean, it was gonna, It seemed going into the week it was going to be bleak. <laughs> you didn't really know. This guy's never had any experience, but he definitely has a focus on the run game. Um, and then making the decision to start Matt Ryan, that changes everything. Matt Ryan can keep an offense going. He can't run. He can actually throw the ball to Taylor. Um, so it's going a lot to Taylor. Campbell too, but he can throw it to Taylor as well. And 
Um, obviously, last week he had two targets. wasn't crazy. But the last time Matt started before that, uh, he had eight targets and he got seven of them. So that shows the potential of that volume going on. So, I mean, the guy was a full bell cow last week. They traded away Naheem Hines. And so even though he's got a semi-tough schedule, I think he's going to he's gonna go off in those weeks that he's still playing. But this was a disclaimer. This is kind of a bad uh, playoff week 11 through 14 person to pick because he does have a week 14 bye, which is going to suck Ooh, for a lot of people. That's a bold pick. But those other three weeks, he's going to be dynamite. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think Jonathan Taylor was a very bold pick. You know, I thought Garrett was kind of, uh, you know, a little bold with his T. Higgins. I think I'm going to be the most bold with my Tony Pollard. Um, you know, Jerry Jones, owner of the team, says Zeke's going to be our guy once he's back. <laughs> and you know what, what Jerry says, uh, you know, used to go, but not anymore. Tony Pollard has proven that he can be the lead dog in that Dallas offense. He's just been a dominant RB1 with Zeke out. And I think even with Zeke coming back, he's going to keep all that volume. He's got, he's at Minnesota this week. Um, you know, somewhat of a tough matchup. Hopefully we shut him down, but then his next three weeks are at home against the giants, Indy and Houston, Houston alone. That, I think that's how where he's going to carry you into the playoffs that final week, the season. Um, so I'm, I'm going to plant my flag on, on Tony Pollard and see what happens. I like it. Um, Garrett, I, I'm wondering if you wanted to potentially send out a phone call here. He won't be on just yet, but I do. Uh, we, we are going to try to have our buddy, um, uh, I'm not even sure how to introduce him <laughs> because of his name in the league, but I've always <laughs> known him as a uh, storm. Storm Green, he's a league member, longtime friend. Um, so we're gonna see if we can have him on tonight for our, our wanna talk trash. Um, In the meantime, guys, should we talk some Vikes? Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we it's it's the storm of Vikings fan, Zach. Oh, lifelong Vikings fan. He, perfect. He, he, he purple. He can help us talk about this a little bit if he wants to. Uh, but man, what? A game. Ooh, the, the, the game, like, <laughs> oh, the game chance to win, percentage of win totals was just insanity the entire fourth quarter on, like, oh, the Vikes are going to win. Oh, the Bills are going to win. Oh, the Vikes are going to win. And, like, it was unreal to watch. And we were down 27-10 in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was right at the end of the third quarter. That, oh, I thought Dalvin's <laughs> happened with like 13 minutes left. Either way, um, either way, you're down 17 and going into the fourth or just after, yeah. crazy. I mean, you you don't win that game in Buffalo very often. And we and didn't even. First of all, you don't. Win. Yeah, first of all, you, oh, you, ahead, you don't win that very often. Down 17 at any point against any team, let alone the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. 100. percent And I was. I was watching the game highlights and I realized that they really didn't score more than 10 until towards the end of the third quarter. So it wasn't even like, you know, they came out on the first drive and and got a bunch of, you know, points. It was like late in the third before they put any points on the board. And that was Dalvin's big run. And so so it's, it really was like a quarter and a third at most that we orchestrated this comeback. It was nuts. Yeah. It was an incredible game. And I think that uh, we finally have, 
Uh, it looks like his name in the the chat is uh, Doctor MD or uh, Doctor Piss. Is is that correct? Are you there? Hey guys, how's it going? Everybody, I refer to him as Doctor Urine more formally. If I'm yeah, trying to yeah. official nice greeting. Pleasure yeah. to meet you. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. yeah, let's let's hear from the guys who have been trade raping me all year. <laughs> Well, yeah. Storm, we're going to get into that. Uh, this is Garrett. Uh, if if I recall correctly, we have met at some point in our lives, but it's been probably a good 15 years. <laughs> oh, okay, well, it's nice to talk to you again, Garrett. <laughs> yeah. Nice nice to hear your voice. Nice, nice thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is exciting stuff. Yeah, do you have any thoughts on the Vikings game? Oh, fuck. I mean, what a roller coaster, right? <laughs> I mean, Good God. I went from, I was literally crying. I had tears in my eyes as I was sitting on my staircase uh, when we got stopped on the fourth and goal. And I was yelling, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> as my, my two-month-old infant child is looking at me uh, from the couch. And so that was a low point in my life. <laughs> but, you know, uh, something inside of me when I looked up at the TV and I saw, well, fuck, you know, we're, we got them backed up. They're on, they're at the inch yard line. You know what I mean? I said, I'm not going to give up hope, but I mean, this is the Vikings. So I'm guessing this is how we're just going to go out. Um, so, I mean, like all of us, you went from total destruction and, and doom to, uh, I was rolling around on the floor, um, also <laughs> crying again. So, I mean, what a different what a game. Yeah, different years, you know, and so it was, uh, it was like one of those, it was like a Minneapolis miracle kind of deal. True. And that you wasn't know? even it. It still ended up going to overtime. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I thought that it was game over, of course, but then when you look at it, you go, well, there's 40 seconds left on the clock, and our, thir- and you know, our long yardage defense has been just shit for the past i don't know 10 years probably i mean how, how many vikings games have you watched where you know aaron Rodgers has the ball with 30 seconds left on his 20 and then you're like that's you're three biting, yeah and you're, you're biting your nails and no no other franchise has to feel that way i mean honestly right maybe the bills maybe the bills but <laughs> they I, had 13 seconds against patty <laughs> But the, but the thing is with the Bills is the Vikings, we're always competitive. We never have a year where it's we're dog shit like the Browns. <laughs> and that and that's and, and that's like the beauty of our team is like we have this glimmer of hope every year that we could be good. And I think that's what breaks our spirits so much more than any other NFL <laughs> franchise is because we have that fucking hope. You know, it's the hope that kills you. It is so true. So true. So, so Storm, you're on tonight because uh, you face Zach um, in the Shad Dynasty League. But before we get into that, uh, you brought up trade raping. Um, I don't know what it is about me and you, Storm, but we are the perfect trade partners. Yeah, like so, it, this, this just, just keeps happening. It's just me and you over and over, yeah, trading the same right. guys. Here's the deal. I just wanna I wanna be as transparent as possible with you guys, um, because when I came into this league, I didn't know what a fucking dynasty league was. All right, I mean, I've been I've been playing PPR twelve man 
10-man leagues. And then I had to look up Dynasty and Google search to see what the fuck was going on. And here, I, I still managed to fuck it up by drafting every position player who is 32 and older. <laughs> you know, like I... Like I drafted Adam Thielen way too early. Like, and then I realized this a couple weeks in. I'm going, oh man, like my team are fucking they're fucking dinosaurs here. And 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 even if I even if I don't trade any of my guys, even if I don't trade Josh Allen or Eckler, like I looked at the uh, the rest of the league and I went, yeah, I'm not fucking winning. I'm not winning this year at all. And what I want to do is I want to trade all of my best players for just, and and I'm a Vikings fan, hope. I am hoping I score big in the draft. And I'll tell you what, this year, this past year in the draft, I fucked up royally. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I drafted Traylon Burks, who um, he's a fucking bum so far. I mean, he's been injured. But even when he does play, like, he looks like a fucking bust. He looks like the Raiders should have drafted him, right? James Cook fumbles right away, like, his first touch. Never gets another carry again. (laughs) He never gets a fucking carry again, right? And then, and and I draft Jameson Williams, who is a fucking freak of nature, who I thought was going to come back from his ACL, and... He, they keep pushing it back and they're like, yeah, he might not come back for another month. I don't know if he's ever going to touch the fucking field again. So I, I traded, I traded some good guys for a bunch of magic beans and, uh, and I regret it. Um, regret but, it? But I, I had fun in the process and I've got three first rounders coming up next year. And I'm hoping to maybe do a little more uh, research and digging around I swear I'm not this bad in my other fantasy leagues. I promise you. <laughs> Dynasty is yeah, a whole other animal. D- Dynasty is. And and just because you're not great this year doesn't mean you can't turn it around next. It, it can happen quick. Some, you get a good player that's young and it's everything changes. Yeah. yeah um, t- t- you- talking about not being so great, Storm, uh, your matchup this week with Zach, you're fi- he's 5-5, five and five, you're 1-9. and nine. Zach, he's really fighting for a playoff spot, Storm. You're just hoping not to have to eat an extra large M&M Blizzard. maybe is hoping for it let's be real no you know i i I look at our you know the the grand prize of of the loser of the league the xl m&m blizzard and at first when i thought about it i'm like well you know that's that's dumb but the longer i thought about it i was going no one likes m&m blizzards right it's not your game like your go-to choice no it's no i would never order one yeah, yeah, no one's go to choice. And then an XL on top of it, honestly, <laughs> it's it's a bad it's a bad spot to be in. And I'm just glad that I don't have to drive three and a half hours. <laughs> See, yeah, you're you're one of the few lucky ones. Yeah, yeah, no, I only live 20 minutes away from the joint, so maybe what I should do is prepare early and put a couple of minis down my gullet. <laughs> and uh, and get my body used to fucking Eminem blizzards. I don't know. Yes, you're the Storm, ideal think, person to get this punishment. In yeah, all I think you're going to have to do some training over the next couple of weeks here because your team <laughs> is 1-9. And, nine and uh, I, I, I've got a really bad team, but I'm 5-5. Five and five And yeah. somehow I looked at yours and I was like, oh, wow, his team is really bad. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. So I, I looked at my, uh, my starters this, this week. 
And I only have one player that is projected over double digits. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) That's bad news bears. I'm starting guys that, uh, that might not even play for the week. I don't even know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you got those magic beans coming your way. This just in, uh, Adam Thune was knocked down from double digit points. I think, or are you talking about Russell Wilson, the tank commander? Oh yeah, and I <laughs> an elite quarterback to have. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you guys enjoy that? I spent all of my money left on my waivers to get Russell Wilson, and no one else fucking bid on the guy. <laughs> that's, that's how this goes. That's that's how this game goes. That was icing on the cake. And, so, and so, you know what? oh, go ahead. I was gonna say we're really here today to get trash talk between Zach and. Zach and Storm, Doctor Piss. I didn't know what to call you. We just call you Doctor Piss typically. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so so I, we've got some questions set aside here. So I'm gonna, I'm going to force us into those questions. Um, I'm, I'll either one, I'll let Storm start. He, he's the guest. Oh, Storm, y- you you said that yeah you're one and nine this year. You gave your explanation to that, but uh, why are you a better fantasy owner than Zach? Well, why am I a better fantasy owner than Zach? Uh, fuck. Um, all right. So I'm not. But if you, okay, well. <laughs> if you want trash talk, I guess, um, here's the deal. Uh, I think that I have more courage than him. Okay. I sold the fucking farm. All right. I got big fucking balls. I... I'm reaching like no one's ever reached before in their lives in fantasy football. Okay. I'm starting guys that are projected 2.93 points. That's how much fucking balls I have. I don't even go out to the waiver wire to get a guy who's projected six. I know my team has heart. Okay. I know what they're capable of. Okay. They've all played college football, just like everyone else. They've all made the NFL just like everyone else. They're fucking beasts and they don't know it yet. But once they know it, once my team believes in themselves, I mean, fucking watch out. Okay. How many weeks do we have till the playoffs? Because I'm fucking coming. Okay. And and you all are going to eat your words. I love it. So Storm, does that mean you're going to win this week? I'm going to fucking win this week. And I'm not only going to win by one point, two point. I'm winning by three points this week. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That was one of the that more passionate bold... speeches we've had on this segment, I will say. It was poetic. Well, I've had four IPAs, so I'm I'm pretty passionate right now. That's Passion fruit IPAs. Yeah. You're sure passionate. I'm I'm not going to be completely shocked if uh, if I lose this week. Uh, not that my team is a whole lot better, and I am also looking at those magic beans next year. I got a couple first round picks, but uh, yeah, I, I I've got Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and George Pickens, and I need them all to be my best player because the rest of my team is pretty trash too. Um, I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna take it this week because Russ is the quarterback and he is. <laughs> He's so dangerous to start on a fantasy team. That's why uh, he took on the the nickname. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think I take it take it home a nice uh, seventy one to sixty six victory, nice and low scoring affair. There you go. <laughs> That's what everyone hopes for. Yeah. <laughs> 
Give me a slugfest. All right. Absolutely. So uh, outside of fantasy football a little bit now, um, I got to ask, first one to reply, they get the first crack at it. Who was the better basketball player growing up? Oh, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, for sure. I would agree. Um, so so I, I couldn't shoot worth shit. Um, and no, that's all Zach did. That's the only thing Zach, I did. The thing is, Zach, he'll tell you that he was a good shooter. Um, he was a good shooter one game out of five. <laughs> okay, so Zach was Zach was streaky. He's a streaky guy. Okay, and and uh, you know he could he could put up fifteen twenty, but it's not going to mean back to back nights. Now, me, <laughs> me, on the, me on the other hand. I'm picking up five rebounds. I'm picking up four points, and I'm picking up a block every fucking night. So, which one do you want, boys? I mean, a team needs both. A team needs both, but I mean, I'm consistent, man. I mean, Zach, better basketball player, better human altogether. I mean, honestly, if you if you guys hung out with me for a weekend, you'd go, Jesus Christ, uh, bad bad person. Um, he's done some shit. Well, it seems to be an offensive league, so it might lean Zach's way. I'm not sure. What do you guys think? You guys are more of the basketball experts than I am. Yeah, you got you to score points to win games. And, uh, you know, maybe 50% of the time, I'll get you there every time. There we go. Ooh. Um, this is a way throwback now. I, I, I want to know who was closer friends with Lou the bus driver. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in so long but honestly when you said his name I could smell the cigar smoke that he was smoking oh you could easily smell it oh my god he was lighting lighting up cigars yeah Lou the bus driver he'd stop at my house for about 15 minutes it's from 7 a.m. till 7.15. Just go out in our woods looking looking for mushrooms and smoking cigarettes. And me and my sister just sitting on the bus for like five or ten minutes. It's <laughs> legendary. And then he'd go and pick up Storm later on the route. And yeah. uh, we all became, you know, a good friendship, a mutual respect between us and Lou. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd, uh, you'd step on that bus. And you would not only smell cigar smoke, there would be a haze in the air. <laughs> he's he's driving around children. <laughs> I don't know who wants to be known as the better friend of Lou. Who's, who's a legend. <laughs> yeah. It's like an open hazard to children. <laughs> Absolutely it was. But the best part about him is that he would let kids fight on the back of the bus <laughs> just didn't care <laughs> so, I, I will work it out that, you know most most bus drivers usually stand up you know stop, stop the, the bus. bus or even at the least look look in the, in the rear view mirror <laughs> Lou, uh, Lou didn't give a fuck he's a guy in snitching <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Like we'd have kids doing crystal meth in the back, and he wouldn't. He did not care. Eyes <laughs> forward until he gets his next cigar. <laughs> all right, my my final question: Who is the bigger Frazee Vergus high school legend? 
Ooh, that's a good one. Oof, legend. Uh, other than Lou? Other than Lou. <laughs> Between the two of you. <laughs> legend. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm just gonna answer this. I'm giving them all to Zach. Okay, I, the thing, the what a thing guy. is, I love I love Zach. I mean, great guy. Nothing oh. bad to say about him. We had we had a lot of Ditto. good times growing up. You know, we were good buddies. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up one story. It's gonna I'm gonna make it quick. Um, Zach, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm 99% sure this was you. Oh boy, in the library. <laughs> <laughs> we were having we were having computer time. Right? Yep. There's about there was about eight of us sitting around the computers, and the librarian was standing right next to us. And Zach let out the biggest squelchiest fucking fart, and <laughs> and and two seconds later after he did it, he went. <clears throat> he tried to he tried to cover it up with a cough. I mean, he didn't cry, obviously. <laughs> like, that was really bad. <laughs> that, that was definitely me. <laughs> I, I was like, one dying. Last, one last ditch of effort to try to cover it up. Like, here's my Hail Mary. Like, I can't lose. Like, I mean, love that. I've been yeah, there. I mean, it I've was been there. in that library, man, and it was a gross, wet fucking fart that he probably should have wiped afterwards. So and, loud. Yeah, and he, he had the balls to go. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, man. I was crying of laughter then. I'm crying of laughter now. So I think Storm's. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to give that to Zach. Zach is the. He is. <laughs> He's the guy. That, that, that story I'm, alone sounds like it might put you on that pedestal, Zach. See, and the thing is, I, I think Storm is just an absolute legend because I think he's the funniest guy that I, I grew up with. And uh, I think it's proof on this evidence here. That was a hilarious story, man. Um, thanks for coming on the pod, I guess. We, <laughs> we're like in the middle of a podcast um, that kind of just went off the rails here. I love you it. Know, it was great, great to I talk to you. How, uh, I love how you added I guess at the end of that. Like <laughs> if it wasn't like so sincere. Like uh, thanks for coming on the pod. It was thanks for coming on the pod, I guess. Like <laughs> I didn't mean it at all like that. I, I'm just the uh the guy who's trying to make sure that we, we finish our podcast that we started. I'll say some of the best well, segments well, we've well, had. Hold on. I will say that. We, we we can't finish this segment without me or Brayden determining who won. 100%. Okay. <laughs> well, and I'm giving this one to Storm. I, <laughs> this, oh, wow. He, he is going to two and nine this week. It's <laughs> embarrassing. This is not even based off of Ross. This is 100% the stories weaving that Storm put out, but it put me in a trance and it makes me think that this could be like Dan Campbell. The coach comes in and brings in the the biting kneecaps into this Dr. Piss team and breathe life. So I I'm going to storm as well. I'm, I'm rooting for him too. I think <laughs> I want to win, but it's hard to root against this guy. Oh, all right, guys. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. Um, I would say I'm a big fan, but I've never listened to it once. And I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, but, but you know what? I'll be happy to join again for a little segment if you'd like. Maybe after I win my next game, I go two and nine. You'll bring me back. 
um, shower, shower me with praise, whatever you got to do. But um, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll leave you with that. And you guys have a good rest of your season. So the man good. storm. Can't Thanks for coming on. Next. Yep. See you guys later. Right. Well, what'd you guys think? What a guy. <laughs> I passed yeah. up on a very easy golden showers reference when he said, shower me with praise and Dr. Piss, but I, I'd love, <laughs> let it be. Um, but no, that was legendary. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a treat. What a treat, gentlemen. Um, well, I mean, speaking of getting on with the podcast, we got to make our stone cold picks of the week. Um, Garrett, do you want to just get us started off? Yeah, I, I do. Devin Singletary is it for me this week. He has burned me bad once before, just two weeks ago. Uh, he's ranked RB20 this week. He's at home. Uh, well, not anymore, but he was at home when I made this pick. But the game's getting moved to Detroit. So fuck it, I'm sticking to it. Devin Singletary, that's my guy of the week. I like it. Uh, Braden, who you got? <laughs> I went. I know Garrett's going to like this one. I went for David Montgomery versus Atlanta. Um, you know, Herbert's obviously gone. I don't know if Preston's for sure going to get that load. It'll definitely be lesser, I think. And, you know, Fields has been running a lot, obviously, but there's enough room for Montgomery with how much they run the ball. And so this is a great – this is a great defense to run on, and David Montgomery is a great back, so it's that easy. Yeah, it's a great matchup, and speaking of great matchups, I picked my guy, Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders at Houston this week. He's ranked RB24. It's a bold pick, but uh, it's Houston. Uh, I'm starting him in my lineup, going against the 32nd-ranked team against running backs this year. Just give me my 12 or more points, and uh, I'll be a happy guy. Um, Gary, you want to hit us with your sit of the week? I just sold him, Amari <laughs> Cooper. He's playing at Buffalo. He's ranked wide receiver seventeen. It's in Detroit, though. It's in Detroit. It's in Detroit. That's that's right. Um, regardless, uh, Amari Cooper's away, and that has not <laughs> been a good thing this year. He's averaged four point five five points per game this year on the road versus seventeen point eight six points per game at home. Amari just cannot be started on the road until he proves otherwise. I don't care what the matchup is. They could be playing Houston. They could be playing KC. I'm not starting Amari on the road until he shows otherwise. This has been his MO dating back to the Dallas days. I don't know what it is. Amari just does not play on the road. So weird. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty bold. Uh, Brayden, who's your sit this week? (laughs) So this guy's been a darling of mine in the starts for a while, and he paid off a week or two. Might have been one. Um, But overall, he this week, uh, I'm going to go against DJ Moore. It's a great matchup, actually, overall. I mean, at least average. Baltimore's a little better than people are giving credit for. But um, with Baker Mayfield starting, I'm out. If it's P.J. Walker, I'm in. If it's Baker, I'm out. He shows He's already shown – Across two organizations, he can't get it to his best weapons. Yeah. I mean, DJ Moore, absolute roller coaster of a guy this this year. Um, and I think my guy's another bit of a roller coaster. He's finally healthy. But James Conner, um, it's a home game against San Francisco, but it's played in Mexico. Um, San Francisco's got the number one run D. They just they don't allow anyone to get more than like 50 yards and – um San Fran's been practicing in Denver to get acclimated to the high altitude of Mexico City um and I just don't think James Conner's a guy this week um Garrett who's your sleeper 
Paris Campbell talked about him earlier. Um, he, he's at home. He's at home versus Philly this week. It's a tough game. Uh, but Paris in his last three starts with Matt Ryan at quarterback has averaged 11 targets a game, eight catches a game for 68 yards and has a touchdown on all three of them. He has been money with Matt Ryan the last three games. I, I think the 10, the trend is likely to continue. Maybe not a touchdown, but I think he's going to have a seven catch 60 yard game. And Hey, out of a, out of a guy ranked wide receiver 37, you'll take that. Bold pick. Brayden, who's your sleeper? I have a feeling he's going to be rising here soon, but uh, I'm going to go with Kadarius Toney. Um, news that Miko Hardman is on the IR. They play a very similar role in the offense. I think they were splitting carries, actually, or splitting reps last week. So he's the gadget guy, obviously very explosive, and he's got Patrick Mahomes. And there's a chance that Juju's out this week even, but I even feel this way with if Juju starts. Would you have traded me your Gus Edwards for my Kadarius Toney? Last week, no, but this week, yes. I should have offered it with one minute to go. Could have been juicy. I wouldn't have last week. Juicy, bold sleeper pick of the week. Talked about him earlier. Ben Skoranek. LA Rams. Killing that pronunciation. (laughs) At New Orleans, you know, they're an average defense, but uh, I said said it before and I'll say it again. He's going to get 25 to 30% of the target share there. Automatic top 24 finish this week. Lock it in. Our unique pick of the week, what quarterback outside the top 10 will score the most points this week? It's an ugly week for streamers. Garrett, who's your guy? Going with Jimmy G. Braden? Aaron Rodgers. I got Marcus Mariota. Um, They all sound like ugly ugly names to start, but, you know, at least it's not bottom of the barrel. I hated the pick. I hated it, putting that down (laughs) the sheet. Um. And then uh, before we get into the end here, we want to make our dank flex plays of the week. Um, I'll just quick rapid fire go through who uh, who everyone's starting. I'm going to switch up how we do it this week. I want everyone to answer the same question at once, but it's going to be back to back to back. So um, I'm going to I'm going to say Garrett this matchup, then Braden this matchup, and then I'll make my pick. You ready, Garrett? Let's do it. Commanders at Texans: Curtis Samuel or Brandon Cooks? Curtis Samuel. Braden, Curtis Samuel or Brandon Cooks? It's a lose-lose. I'm going to say Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel. Uh, Garrett, Eagles at Colts, Devon Smith or Michael Pittman? It's a tough one this week, guys. This week, guys. Uh, Devonta Smith. Brayden, Devonta, Devonta Smith, Smith or Michael Pittman? Devonta Smith. Go Michael Pittman. I think he, he can get the target in there. Um, Cowboys at Vikings, Dalton Schultz or TJ Hawkinson? I gave Hawk some love earlier. This one's going to Dalton Schultz. Oh, uh, Brennan. I would go Dalton uh, Schultz as well. Yeah. I got to ride with Hawkinson and I own Dalton Schultz. What is going on? I think he might be the tight end three rest of the season. Chiefs at Chargers, Kadarius Tony or Joshua Palmer. Garrett? Kadarius Tony. Brennan? Kadarius Tony. I'll continue to ride against you guys. And I'll go Josh Palmer. Um, you know, I don't think Mike Williams back. I don't think Keenan's fully back. So. Um, last but not they least, may. 49ers or Cardinals, Debo Samuel or Rondell Moore? Who's scoring Ron, more? Rondale's been more consistent. It's Rondell Moore. I'm going Rondale as well. Way. No unanimous <laughs> picks this week. It's Debo Samuel. Um, I went four for five last week on my picks. I was happy about that. We uh, we missed one week the whole year. Braden went five for five in like week six-ish or something. <laughs> Wanted to point that out. But, I didn't even know uh, that. Fellas, it's time. 
We made it to the end here. Let's uh, let's get into the munchies. What's our snack this week, Garrett? We have ruffles, lime, and jalapeno with Anthony Davis on the bag. <laughs> it's tradition. You get a new basketball it. player, you get a new ruffle chip, we're trying it. And I'm excited for this one. Yeah, jalapeno and lime. A little um, out there. I don't know if it's going to have a ton of flavor, but I just got to because it's got Anthony Davis on the cover. All right, let's try it. There you go. Ooh, those are There's weird. a lot of flavor. <laughs> That's a, a lot strong of jalapeno on the front end. Mm-hmm. It tastes like jalapeno. Then it gives you the lime at the end. Mm-hmm. That's a complex progression there. I like yeah. it. It's it's, it's distinct, different flavors. And then it leaves a little heat on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a weird chip. I feel like it would depend on how you're feeling that day. Like, you wouldn't just break it out after work or what. It would these, be like these would be unbelievable some... with a sandwich. Oh Ooh, my with, god! With lunch meat. Oh my god, dude. Mm-hmm. This, that's it. This would be a ten out of ten with a sandwich. Points but for tell how me on its own. Much it's not a ten like out of ten, right, boys? No. No. But they get they get credit for how much this actually tastes like a jalapeno. Like this doesn't taste like this actually tastes like a freaking jalapeno on that front end. These these would probably be like the number one chip I would grab if I was like in Subway and I picked up a sandwich. That might be you I, I don't think you're that wrong there. This is this is excellent. That'd be yeah. legendary on a on a sub. But, but it's we're, we're not eating it with the sandwich right now. And it's not a 10 out of 10. Um, this this gets two different scores. Are we all in agreement it's a 10 out of 10 with the sandwich, maybe? It, it has a potential. No. I'd have to try it myself. Like, a, I don't even know. But I don't see myself going to this as an everyday snack. I'll say that. All right. Boom shakalaka. My guy, Derek Henry, got a touchdown. I need people's final scores. Garrett, what are you giving the the lime and jalapeno ruffles with Anthony Davis on the on the cover? I need to get back to the uh, what we've had in the past here. Um, okay. it's better than the jalapeno popper cheese puffs. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's better than the cheese at Groove's Dusty Ranch. It might be. I think I'm going to give it a. 8.9. I'm going to put it on the same level as the Flame and Hot buff Barbecue Ruffles. I'd pick Ooh. up either bag and be happy with them. Yeah. Um, Brayden, you want to hit me with your score? So I think this would be killer with like some sour cream or something. Something to like mm. Ooh, little... some top the tater. Yeah, top the tater or whatever. By itself, I don't see myself just grabbing a bag and just eating it. I think I'm a little lower on it where it's it's a little out there. Like I when I'm when I'm craving a chip, I want something that's more classic, I think overall or like flavors I know that. So I think for me it might be more like a 7.8. But I All haven't right. had it with top potato or sour cream that can make it a 10 immediately. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot that could make this a 10. Yeah. This is so much better than plain wavy lays. Like that cannot be said enough. It's so much better than a plain potato chip, but it's not a ten out of ten. I think I think I'm gonna give this one like an eight point five, just like gut reaction, right in the middle there. This is a middle high tier chip. I like it a lot. Um, we'll hit it with that. 
yeah, with a sandwich or with the tater, you got it. You got to go for it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this was a, a fun, fun thing to do. It was, it was a blast to have Storm on. I think if we can get him back in the future, oh, we probably he was got great. Him. Oh, for sure. Man, yeah. what I'd love to see is a Storm versus Tom. Man, how Two great of my would that battle be? Storytellers in in <laughs> fantasy and life. Those 100%. men, they, they know how to how to grease you with their words in the best kind of way. Um, we're gonna have an early pod next week, guys. Yep, we, we're gonna try to hit hit up a live stream Tuesday night, so we'll get it out Wednesday morning. Um, something fun to listen to on the car ride back to see your family for Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, look look for that coming early next week. Um, Braden, you got anything else? I just think we're going to have to bring the, the Thanksgiving cheer on the next show. Maybe we can find some kind of Thanksgiving-related snack. I don't know what it would be. Maybe they got some weird stuff coming out, limited edition. Who knows? But Keep your eye open. We'll see. Maybe I also think guy. that we need to do a, uh, a Thanksgiving Day um, separate pick. We'll have to do something. Oh, absolutely. To, to, something to, to, to celebrate. signify the, like the day. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to it, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for for being able to work this pod remote with all of us. I think it worked pretty smooth. Um, oh, yeah. Great easy, job winning easy. last week. You know, I, as long as I win the rest of the games this year, I control my destiny. Same for you, Garrett. I don't care if everyone wins. I, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun last three weeks here until the postseason. It's going to be crazy. Uh, d- d- meeting on Tuesday could be a whole different vibe. I, I, I go oh, in yeah. and I'm playing Mitch next week. So if I get a win here... And then I play the 0-11 team. I'm feeling pretty good going into that last week. And I have a monster matchup. And I like my upset potential, actually, with my matchups and the players I got going. And I think they're a little undervalued. But regardless, it's still Keaton's team, which is one of the best teams I've seen assembled. So we'll it's see how it goes. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Can't wait, fellas. And until then, uh... later, dudes. Later, dude. Later.